The Why Me Project, an exclusive presentation of Faith Strong Today. What I appreciate the most, Holly, is that we, over six and a half, seven years of doing this, have had a chance to talk with people from Canada, people from the U.S., people from Australia, all over the world. Yeah. And uh, today is no exception for us uh, hopping over the pond, as they say. Yes, as they say. But have we talked to anybody? No, we have talked to somebody from Ireland before, haven't we? Uh, Two different people. Don't ask me who they were. Oh, goodness. (laughs) (laughs) Gareth is the only one that that I care about right now. Yeah, it's the only one that matters. That's right. right. (laughs) Uh, Thank Uh, you so much for being on our, our podcast today. I'm glad to be the most memorable Irish person you've ever interviewed. So, you know. I mean, there's we will have a list by the end. We're hoping it's like when people say, oh, do you know that guy from Canada? Mm-hmm. We're like, no, we're except we're expecting you to know everybody from Ireland. So we're like, oh, do you know so and so? You're like, yeah, we're best friends. We're next door neighbors. Yeah, I, pr- I probably will know them, though. That's the embarrassing thing. So <laughs> uh, um, he is uh, one of the leads of uh, Run Collective and uh, Gareth Gilkinson, my friend. Uh, thank you for saying yes today. Well, you know, yes is much better than no. So happy to. Well, we like to ask this skill testing question because we never know where it's going to go. And that is, yes, who are who are you and where did you come from? Well, I am. Uh, you never know where it's going to come from. I could just throw out some sort of uh, curveball here. <laughs> Obviously, sure. I am from I am from the north of Ireland, a town called Bangor. Grew up by the sea. Uh, grew up walking everywhere. Walked to school. Walked to the shops. Uh, walked to the beach. Um, and, uh, yes, I, uh, I don't know what else to say. We, we, um, I, I got obsessed with music at the age of seven, uh, believed that I was meant to do music and ministry from the age of 12 oh, wow. and dogged, doggedly and consistently stuck to it until the age of 30 after planting a church at 21 called Rand. Um, at 30, then the music took off and have been touring the world to music for the last 13 years. Wow. First of all, the fact that you know the ages so well, yeah. I'm really impressed. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, when you, get to, when you get to 43, you have to look back and start taking stock of all the bad decisions you've made. So <laughs> you soon learn numbers. All the bad decisions. That can't be that bad. I mean, although when you do pick your life career at seven, I mean, you're blessed that it had to do with music instead of being a actual fire truck or something like that. Yes, yes. Uh, You know, I I do appreciate that. Well, I got obsessed with music at seven, but I think I was about 12 when I was like, yep, this is what I'm doing. This is it. I'm all in. Yeah. When was, was faith then always a big part of your life growing up? Yeah, I was a mega Christian from the age of like four. So I love uh, that. <laughs> couldn't have been couldn't have been more a mega Christian. I remember one, you know, uh, I led the Christian Union in our school. Um, uh, I was seventeen and eighteen, you know, for the whole kind of school, the high school. And I remember one of my friends who was on the committee with me, Christian guy. He was a Presbyterian. I was a Pentecostal. He said, "You know, Gilkey." You don't have to take it all so seriously. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, 
I think at the time his advice was wrong, but I think probably now it's not bad. <laughs> yeah. What does a four-year-old mega Christian look like? Four-year-old mega Christian. Um, it looks like trying to tell all your friends they're going to hell. Um, <laughs> and they need to become a Christian right now. That's kind of what it looks like. So, how did it, how did it work out for you? Did you have friends? I had lots of friends, and none of them were going to hell. So, amazing. I remember one story. I remember when I was eleven, my best friend Phil Reed, and we were sitting together, and he was from a family that weren't Christians at all. And we were sitting together, and I said, "Listen, Phil, like I love you, mate. You're my buddy. I'm just so worried you're going to hell. So, look." Will you just pray this prayer with me? Like, just pray it with me. Don't even worry about it. Just pray it with me and show you be golden. And so he prayed the sinner's prayer, the two of us together. And, you know, we were still friends for years, but then we went our separate ways. He obviously just prayed the prayer. And then whenever he was 19, his dad died. And I hadn't spoken to him in years, started praying for him, started actually, I still lived near his house. So I kind of walked past his house and would pray at nighttime. And for seven years, prayed for him. And I remember saying to God, listen, I forced him in to become a Christian one time. So if you want him to become a Christian, I'm expecting you to create a miracle. One day, uh, I kind of reached out to him, hung out with him. Next day, he said, hey, man, could I come to church with you? And I remember saying, no, 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 I don't think so. Because it was like, hey, if God's going to do this, then a few weeks later, he's like, no, I really want to come to church. <laughs> so he came to church, became a Christian, and, uh, you know, we still follow God now. I look back at that story and think, you see, that's the difference. The difference is whenever you let God actually do the work rather than you trying to squeeze the life out of it and mm. control everything. That's can, good. Can you imagine? Um, no, please don't come to yeah. church. Yeah, no, I just thought, you know, screw it, I'm gonna try something different. <laughs> go to Steve's. Steve's better. Just go to go to yeah, his yeah, stuff. Yeah. Go to the go to the pub, it'll be way better. Go on ahead. Yeah, yeah, seriously. Um, okay, so if if you have like ministry at at twelve, you guys start a church movement, you're twenty twenty one. Did you then ever think that Ren Collective as a group and music would ever be doing music around the world? Uh the short answer is yes. Okay. Um, but the long answer is probably, yes, I expected it, but I didn't know how or if it were, you know, that was the goal and the vision or just going to work towards it until it happened. Um, but I never knew the cost that it would have been emotionally or, you know, spiritually, financially, relationally, mm. the high price that it would take. Mm-hmm. I mean, it's kind of on par, though, with what God says when he's like, I'm calling you into this, but it's not going to be easy. I mean, right. if, the, if the disciples knew they were all going to die, I always wonder, would they have said yes? Great question, isn't it? I know. I'm gonna, I have to wait till I go to heaven to get the answer. <laughs> <laughs> I'd hey, say Peter. At the stage, yeah, I'd say at the stage when they were all in and they just watched Jesus die, they probably went, well, Probably us two lads, but sure, come on, let's keep going. <laughs> we're this deep in it. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we're in, we're in too deep now, in too deep. How did you navigate, though, the, you know, like, entering the ministry with great expectation, God's going to do this, and then you hit those moments where you're like, whoa, is it worth it? How did you continue to say yes to God instead of packing things up and say, I'm out? I suppose when you've got a vision and you're focused on it, 
Mm. Uh, there is a there is a thing of grit. You know, once you set your mind on something and you're determined, and you've already seen, I think what was really helpful was God would open up doors that we could have never opened up. So when you see the hand of God moving, you're kind of like, oh, okay. Now, does that mean that I wouldn't change, at, like, at things within that? I think we could have taken care of ourselves better and and not pushed ourselves so hard or relied so much on our flesh. So there's definitely things that I would love to go back and redo. But um, I think overall in the bigger picture, whenever you've sort of set your mind to something, there's got to be that grit, that character, that determination, that focus. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Um, This is a bit of a confusing question, and it might even be confusing for you. Where do you consider home? Like, is home still Ireland or is home the States? Because you guys do a lot of traveling. Ah, home is Ireland for me. Okay. There will never be anywhere else. But practically, home is Nashville, Tennessee currently. Mm. So we would be home. Uh, you were home in Ireland for the summer. But at, all three of our kids were born here in the U.S. My wife's Irish too, you know, but all three kids were born in the U.S. And practically... Like, well, they were all on the road. We raised the kids on the road. So most of the time, home was on a bus. But now Ali's taking a step back the last year and a half. So they're doing school. They've got friends. They've got all that sort of thing. I think really I'm plagued with like first generation immigrant feelings, which is this will never be my home, but everybody else is having a good time. So I better suck it up. It's <laughs> <laughs> really the honest answer. Yeah. Yeah, that's fair because, you know, Ireland is where your roots are. Do you ever wish that your kids could have a true Irish experience? Well, that's why we go home for the summer. Yeah. So we yeah. go home. All our families are there. So yeah. they have plenty of true Irish. Also being married to, you know, it's not like I married an American. True. So our yeah. home, our home culture is Irish. Um, so they have that sort of experience. And obviously we've got the band who's also from home and actually all my street, a guy from Belfast moved in uh, probably about six months ago. So I still nice. got him right, you know, <laughs> try and try and keep all of that alive. So we do get, we do get those sorts of experiences. Because mm-hmm. Holly and I were trying to, we'll talk about your sold out shows in Canada because we were trying to figure out if we can convince you to make Canada because you've toured here a number of times. If it could be your third home, yeah, I would be very open to that possibility. Okay. We we love. I think Canada is probably the compromise that I'm looking for between mm-hmm. America and Ireland. Yeah, I think it's probably the middle ground. So you, it wouldn't take long to convince me. Okay. Yes. Okay, we're on it. <laughs> <laughs> Do we ease him into Canada through Newfoundland? You think? No, 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 too cold. That's never going to no, work. For okay, us. okay, okay, yeah. okay. It's going to need to be, <laughs> I don't know, it's going to need to probably be Toronto or Vancouver, east or okay. west. Or, you know, I went to Montreal, but it seems they're always doing roadworks in Montreal. Yeah. They're never they're never done fixing that place. Yeah. Right? Uh, yeah, it's so a it's metaphor like the, for life, though. You know, you never I know, stop but it's fixing just it. Like, it's just like the French. They can never get it right the first time, so you have to go back and keep fixing it. You know? <laughs> <laughs> oh, I 
almost snorted. That's great. <laughs> <laughs> you snort away, Holly, please. Yes. Okay, okay. <laughs> oh, man, I actually, so kids have the day off today. And so I had my kids at work for two hours. Ooh, that fun was, for you. That was good enough for me. I love them to pieces. How have you and your wife managed being on the road and working with your kids in tow? Uh, I would just say my wife's a complete hero. Yeah, mm. okay. So <laughs> that's a <point laughs> I would sneak out during the days and go and record and work and all that sort of thing. Mm-hmm. And Ali, Ali would raise, entertain the kids. I think back to... One show in particular, we were doing a tour called Winter Jam, which we swore we would never do. And then we Mm. did it. And it starts in January and it's basically snow outside for the first eight weeks of being, you know, whatever city you're in. And we were working on a kid's record, Chris and I, and we're in the back lounge of one of the buses. And I look out the window to see my wife with, you know, one of those like carts that you pull behind you. Mm -hmm. Um, with the three kids in, in the cart, and then she's pulling with her other hand a portable bounce house. Mm. And so she's dragging these things through the snow into the arena concourse to set up a bounce house for the kids to play for three hours while it was snowing outside. And I just thought, that is that woman is complete yeah. hero. And you know, it was funny. I felt judged myself. I felt real bad, but it turns out it didn't go in and help. So I couldn't have felt that bad. Um, <laughs> and maybe now, maybe now I'm still, I'm still trying to try to recover from that. <laughs> well, it's, it's interesting that you say that though, because I mean, you deal with one thing as, as being in a family and having your kids, but there's also the marriage side of things. You're in a band together. Other than the fact that she stepped back for the last little bit, how do you navigate marriage and then also being in a band? Yeah, I don't think we did. I don't think we okay. did a very good job. I, I, I think, um, I, th- there's always something that's going to give and we kind of put the, the vision and the and the people around us at a higher priority than mm-hmm. our own um, relationship, and I think that it, that comes with kids as well, doesn't it? All married couples kind of end up focusing on the kids so much you kind of lose each other a bit. So we're we're just trying to. I mean, we're just like everybody else, just trying to figure that out, trying to figure out where what were the points that we lost each other, what were the points that. Um, you know, you need to rediscover, you need to find again, you need to pursue with each other. Um, as somebody said to me recently, like, you always think a perfect marriage is like an, a destination, you know, or marriage is in a good place. Mm. And then you realize, well, actually, you know, it, it's probably exactly the same as your physical fitness. Like, mm. you can look good. And then if you just stop going to the gym for one week, and start eating burgers and drinking beer, you can look like a disaster. (laughs) So really there is no, there is no end point. It's just a continual like building or pulling down and rebuilding. Mm -hmm. So I I don't think we did a great job. I I think we did a great job um, uh, being what we needed to be for what we were doing and for our kids, Mm -hmm. but probably not for each other. Mm. Mm. Yeah. I appreciate that, that answer because I think we're all zennials on this call, you know, north of 40. And it's kind of that point in life where you, you evaluate, like you said, what could we have done differently? How can we move ahead better and stronger? It's almost like a, 
chapter three. And so looking ahead into the future, what are some of those things that you would like to do differently? Uh, yeah. Well, In I love general, that not pertaining to the marriage. No, no <laughs> hey, there are plenty of things. I think probably um, uh, because the band has been the overwhelming force. I mean, my wife and I were married for a year before we started touring. Um, oh, wow. And because it's been the overwhelming force in my life since I was 12, um, I have allowed it all to probably uh, dictate too much. And I've probably gone along with the flow a lot and always sacrificed, always taken the sacrifice. Mm. And now just intense, intentionality is what I want to do different. So mm. um, planning ahead, you know, it's weird for me because I'm now a single guy on the road. Like I'm single four days a week which is mad. I never wanted to be a single guy four days a week. That's not the, something I would want. But um, using this time to actually be able to focus and go, all right, well, uh, how do I make those three days the best days ever? Or how do I connect with my sons whenever their dad's gone? You know, what, what do I need to do? So I'm trying to be much more intentional. And instead of letting life just pass me by or get caught up in just the mayhem of it all, like – it's hard enough having mild ADHD, but whenever you're in a lifestyle, which just is like, it's like cocaine for an, for someone who gets distracted easily. Like that's what touring is. It's change all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, so I would like to, yeah, to focus more and be, so um, an example would be the kids were on fall break and uh, this week I was home for three days. And instead of, you know, asking my wife what we're going to do or anything like that. I just was like, all right, well, I'm going to hire a boat on Tuesday. We're going to go tuba. That's what we're going to do. Um, going to go to the zoo on the Monday, you know, just trying to be intentional or I've got a weekend off next weekend. What am I going to do? Well, I'm going to take the kids camping. And that's something that I've never done in the U.S. because obviously there are things that can kill you over here when you camp. So I wouldn't be the most confident. As a matter of fact, there was some. There was just a. Wasn't there a grizzly bear attack there in Banff? Yeah, you know, just on yeah. the news. Yep. You're like, God, that is not helping me here, folks. But, <laughs> but things like that, being intentional, that is my that is my future decision is to be more intentional on that. Yeah. Speaking of being intentional, though, like when you guys first started uh, Whosoever, which was released last year, do you find that there's been a change and a shift in the way that you guys are doing music and writing music and what you're writing about? Yeah. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the change is, Johnny, yeah. but I know but there's I a change. That, there is. I know there's a, I know there's a shift. Yeah. yeah. I, I think um, it only comes with age. Like you're you're. Um, my relationship with God is much more seasoned. Yeah. So we're we're in a different place and life is life is different. So yeah, it has changed. Um trying to be more, I guess I would hope trying to be more honest and stop writing songs. You know, there's a there's a period in your career where all you are is honest. And then there's a period where you're like, Oh, people like what I do. Maybe I should keep oh. trying to make them like what I do. Um and then there's a period where you're going, Oh, I just want to be honest again. And people look for authenticity, too. I think that's sure. uh, an element that we're seeing more of, even just with you know us working in radio. And people want us to be authentic and honest. And uh, I think it's, it's kind of lacking in the world right now. Yeah, just observations, random observations from Holly. Um, love it. Well- <laughs> love it, Holly. Keep them coming. 
But this isn't about me. It's about you. Uh, it's the Why Me Project podcast. And so as you're in this season of reflection, why me? Have you ever asked that question of, of God in a, a valley of life or a mountaintop moment of life? Yeah, you'd be crazy not to ask why me quite a lot. Mm -hmm. um, the why me question is an interesting one because it can bring about, I guess, a victim mentality. Mm -hmm. You know, why is this happening to me? Um, rather than, um, I guess, an overcoming mentality, which might be more like, well, what do I do while this is happening to me? Um, I, I certainly think in my relationship with God, I remember before the band took off, and this is probably something that jumps to my mind, um, I'm wandering around my whole 20s, believing that God has um, a wife for me and a ministry for me in music. And we had, I started I started the rent like project and and um, well not project rent community in two thousand and one and led that with a friend of mine and I was playing music outside of that, but all my friends were getting married, all my friends were getting real jobs, and I, I remember being about twenty eight. I just split up with the girl we'd been dating for a year and a half, and I remember just thinking like like why. Oh, why is it so hard for me? <laughs> Nobody mm. else. Um, and and uh, very much feeling lost within that when God puts a dream in your heart. Um, and actually at that stage, I found a mentor who talked to me. We went, I went and saw him once a week. You would probably call him a therapist now, but he wasn't qualified in any way, shape or form. And I just went to him every week and said, like, why? Like, what's going on? Why me? What, you know, what's the difference? Where do we go? You know, what should I do? Should I stop? Should I give up? And he just kept saying to me, well, God has uh, given you a vision. I said, yes. He says, has God taken that vision away or told you it's changed? And I said, no. And he said, well, then just keep going. <laughs> mm. So uh, that was very much, a, a, if it wasn't for him, the band would have never happened for sure. None of these things would have happened. So that, that was a real time in my life where, yeah, I did get it given to like victim mentality and all of that. But I also fought for, fought for more. I mean, every night, gosh, the, the, my, uh, my lighthouse, which we wrote came about. I mean, every night at, at midnight, I would go for a walk along the beach for an hour and pray. And there were three lighthouses along, you know, so you kind of you kind of look back and you're like, oh, God was in it all, but gosh, it was so complicated and so hard and so isolating, and there was nobody else. Everybody else had moved on except me. What's amazing though is, that, I mean, we all get older. You, you're definitely from when you started to where you are now. You're older. You're wiser. For those who've never seen you guys in concert, and I'm not saying you're old like coming out in walkers, but <laughs> what can someone <laughs> expect from a Ren Collective show? Well, we're all crossfitters, so there ain't no walkers. We're coming out bouncing. There you nice. go. 40, 43 is a new 33. Um, energy, excitement, freedom, joy. That's what, we're, that's what we're trying to do. Everybody's got enough of everything else in their lives, so we need a bit of enjoyment and um, a, little bit of, a little bit of energy and fun. So if we can bring some freedom into people's lives and help them express that freedom, that's good enough for me. Uh, any other shows maybe in Canada? Because clearly we like you up here. We want you to be. The, we want you to be Canadian. You know. Uh, oh you goodness. know. No way. Um, 
<laughs> Listen, we would love to be eating a boot with you guys, having a good time. But uh, it, it's uh, uh, we did actually in 2019, we did an east to west coast of Canada, which I don't know how many people have actually taken the time to start at Glace Bay and end up in Vancouver over six weeks. My wife and I and kids lived on a bus for six weeks that's to hard. do the whole country. And that's how much we love you guys. <laughs> we'll, try do, we'll try and do something not as insane this time. Um, that's fair. The hard part is flying back to Nashville is very difficult and very tricky from mm. Canada. So, but we're but the heart's there. We want to figure it out, and we are we are in at tops at the minute to try and figure out more shows. Ooh, all right, all right. We'll have to, you know, no promises, but. Yeah. Oh, there's promises, but they, they okay. may not happen. <laughs> he may break them. Yeah. Yeah, I may break. They, they may be unfulfilled promises. What yeah. What is family for? Exactly. Uh, yeah. we'll wait, we will wait with great expectation then. How about that? Yeah. Listen, guys, you wouldn't be the first people I've let down. So, you know. <laughs> okay, we'll be the last. <laughs> Add your guilt yeah. on uh, the socials, rencollective.com. From a mega Christian at four to hopefully soon to be Canadian. Gareth, my friend, we appreciate you taking some time and hanging with us. Yeah, love chatting with you guys. You're lovely people. Um, hopefully we'll see you then in a few weeks. Do you? Okay. Okay. What? Do you win them over with poutine? Mm, no, because you he was just talking, give him a lifetime yeah. supply of maple syrup. We said CrossFit, so I know he's mm. a little bit wary about being in Alberta. You know, <laughs> not staying here. Yeah, although there's a lot of ways that he and his family could be active and do CrossFit. Mm-hmm. No, I mean we just have to teach him how to deal with wildlife. That's just all. be faster than the slowest person. <laughs> oh, no, honestly. Horrible. Run downhill. Does that work? No, I don't think. I I wouldn't even know what to do. It would be horrifying. I'm never going out without bear spray ever again. And I'm in Ontario. I'm still there's there's bears up north here too. Very fair. Um, their show is going to be so incredible. Uh, Having an opportunity to see them so many times mm-hmm. they just they put on a fantastic show and yeah if you have tickets to see them uh, if you have an opportunity to ever see them do it yeah and it's not even just a show no it's just like get ready with open hearts to yeah. experience god in a, a different kind of way so good so good so we appreciate uh, gareth for taking some time and hanging out with us we appreciate you for taking yes. some time and hanging out with us and doing the social stuff uh holly i saw that um we grew by one yay which was, listen one's <laughs> better than zero it's true one is the greatest number isn't that a saying or something or did i just I make one that was up the loneliest number oh yeah one's the loneliest number yeah okay but, well then let's yeah. not make that person lonely no gosh no yeah so like rate review subscribe um please be kind <laughs> um, rewind <laughs> projectors unite uh also with the youtube channel i did say yeah. the youtube channel um please uh take a look at some of those shorts those videos share them with someone that you think would be encouraged by them that's good check us out on all the socials and as well faith strong today.com yeah.